Let us pray. O God of our people and Lord of every nation, let your word ring out from the mountains, your spirit shine forth in the earth, so that all may hear your teachings and all may do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our peace. Amen. So the second reading today, as uh, several people have said, is Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts, but who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in the former, and as in the former years. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So it, it's kind of hard to walk in here. I'm sure even folks at home can see um, we're, we're getting ready for something special. Um, there's lots of decorations up here. I come in and out of here throughout the week, um, you know, setting up communion, baptism, different things. And it seems something always new appears. Um, so it's, it's, it's obviously Christmas. It's coming around. You drive around town. You go in your homes. You Everywhere you go, um, you see uh, finery and, and things, celebration of Christmas coming. Our calendars are probably pretty full and overflowing. These are special days, special days of celebration, and they're important to who we are in our, in our own culture and in our own families. It's an important part of the fabric who we are of celebrating these special days together. In many cases, these holidays are steeped in family traditions that have been passed down from generation to generation. Now, I'm an only child, and as an adult, I've lived away from my hometown uh, for more years than I actually live there now. Uh, my extended family is spread really all over the world, uh, so I depend more so on my, my new family, really my nuclear family. When I, when I married Susie and, and Raleigh and Carter came along, that allowed this nuclear family to kind of create some of our own traditions to celebrate Christmas. Um, some of those we did bring from, from our, our families. Uh, some of those we co-opt from other people. Uh, some of those we, you know, read about and thought, well, that would be a cool thing to do, a way to, to celebrate. And, you know, some of them we just kind of made up and they, they've kind of stuck around. Um, you know, you can, Mount Pleasant, as I said, we have our certain Christmas traditions that saying happens the way the sanctuary is done. Uh, this large Christmas tree um, usually appears every Christmas at some point. It came a week early uh, this time, so here it is. And uh, the reason it has no decorations, because it came too soon and, and we didn't get it decorated, but we got the lights on it. And, and maybe that's a new tradition. Maybe there's something away that, the, that uh, the tree is speaking to us there. But anyway, there's all these traditions, all these things we do, uh, and, and they're important markers for us. They're, they're kind of guideposts that tell us uh, that Christmas is coming. Um, but nestled in there and all that preparation for Christmas, all the pageantry, all the joy, all the decorations is the tradition of Advent. Uh, 
yes, in that rush to sing Christmas carols 24-7 to cover everything that we have in greenery and Christmas lights in the midst of all the hustle and bustle of everything that we do, the church actually pauses for the season of Advent. Advent, those kind of strange hymns that we sing. The color is purple. It's not green and red. Uh, scriptures that don't say much about shepherds in the fields or wise men in the east. And every year, maybe we wonder to ourselves, why can't we just sing Christmas carols the whole month of December like our friends do? That's why. It's Advent. I mean, you wonder. There are no Advent cards. There's no Advent parties. There's not even an Advent parade. I mean, you can't even find the word Advent in the Bible. Now, the word Advent comes from a Greek word which means coming. It means a greeting of a special guest who is arriving soon, a guest of great importance. So who created Advent and why? Historical study shows us that Advent started in the 4th or the 5th century. Uh, The early church created a season of preparation before Christmas And then there would be the 12 days of Christmas to celebrate. The idea was that Advent would be to Christmas what Lent was to Easter. Now, Advent kind of ebbed and flowed in importance in the church throughout the centuries. And in our modern modern era, back in the 1970s, many churches sought to reclaim that reflective preparation time of Advent. and, And that's where we are today. Now, there are four Sundays in Advent, the As I said, the liturgical color is purple, or in some churches it's blue. Uh, There are there's an Advent wreath uh, with the four candles for hope, peace, joy, and love, and then the middle candle, the Christ candle, is there for Christmas Eve. Uh, Worship is usually focused around um, not really the you know, but the coming of Christ. This is what we're talking about today about the messenger, the Christ child, and anticipation of that arrival. Uh, The scripture readings are not uh, really the Christmas story, but they're readings that will tell us like today about Malachi and Luke, about preparing ourselves and preparing the way and a coming messenger that will announce the arrival of this special guest. And it promises us this coming Messiah. Now, the custom of the day back when this was written was that you would send a messenger if an important guest was coming to your house, a messenger would come and announce that person's arrival. And um, as Jim told the children, the name of Malachi, his name in Hebrew actually means messenger. So we have this theme of, of the preparation and the messenger coming that's in Even our hymns that we sing, um, the scripture themes and the hymns that we sing in Advent are not Christmas carols. Some of the hymns we might say we sung last week, Come Now Long Expected Jesus. Some of the others are Prepare the Way and Lift Up Your Hedge, Ye Mighty Gates. In a few minutes, we're going to sing my favorite Advent hymn, uh, Soon, Very Soon. Um, So you'll get to see something that I enjoy from Advent. And maybe some of those hymns I named are some of your favorites, but I don't think you're going to hear those in the store anytime soon. Let's face it, Advent is different. Advent is different from how the world prepares to celebrate Christmas. And it can be hard for us Christ followers to not just bypass Advent in our own lives. 
Now, it might be the dual function of Advent that causes us this confusion. Uh, Advent does look back to the birth of the Christ child, the Savior of the world, but it also reminds us of that prophetic word of Scripture that clearly spells out that Christ is coming and that Christ is coming again. It's a preparing time, a time to ponder the messenger's invitation that is given to each and every one of us. Now that is all well and good and philosophical and theological for us to kind of in the sanctuary of the church to sit around and think about. But the reality of life is that most of us this time of year are really overloaded. We're overwhelmed. Our schedules are overscheduled. We're dealing with the uncertainties of life. There's trouble in our family. There's trouble in our country. There's trouble in our world. And there's trouble right here in us. I'm coming to the conclusion that we may not want or even understand Advent, but we certainly need it. Advent gives us something different from what the world has to offer. Realism, for one thing. Not all of the world is covered in snow and is merry and bright. There are serious problems in the world, and they're not just out there. There are problems among us and problems within us. There's something broken about all of us that needs a Savior. Otherwise, why would we even celebrate Christmas morning? Advent calls us to a deeper level of understanding of what is really going on and what that babe in the manger is really all about. How can we truly celebrate a Savior if we don't think we need one? If we don't spend some time anticipating his arrival. Advent helps us pull back the curtains on the facade of life and to see the deeper meaning of what God created each and every one of us to be. Advent reminds us that we're not just waiting for Jesus to be born. For us, that's already happened. We're not just reminiscing about something that happened in a tiny village in Bethlehem on one mystical night. We're not just reliving a nostalgia and a family tradition during the winter solstice. Advent stands there amidst all of that, whether we like it or not, and invites us to something different. Something that is deeply important to us as Christ followers, to truly prepare our hearts for the real gift of Christmas morning, that a great God that loved his creation so much that he sacrificed of himself so that we might live free of sin and death. That's the special message that the messenger wants to bring. The truth is, I'm not really ready to sing those Christmas carols just yet. I need to continue to sing the hymn we sang last week. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. I need to sing that over and over again. We need to sing soon and very soon. We're going to see the king, and you'll get a chance in a few minutes. We need to hear Malachi tell us of the coming of a messenger, and that messenger will bring a refiner's fire. See, I'm sending my messenger to prepare the way before you, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts, but who can endure the day of his coming? 
And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. I need to hear Luke quote Isaiah and tell us about a messenger that is coming and to be prepared. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. I need to hear those words and sing those songs over and over again. And my friends, you do too. Now in the coming weeks, many of us will find ourselves before tables of plenty, lavish feasts that will boggle the mind. But of all the bountiful tables that we go to this time of year, we need to first come to this table of grace. We need to come with some realism about whom we are and why we need a Savior. We need to come with gratitude that we have a Savior, and it is Christ the Lord. We need to eat this bread and drink this cup before we have the Christmas cookies and drink the holiday punch. I don't know about you, but I think I'm starting to understand and appreciate Advent a little more. I know one thing. The Lord of Advent already understands me and calls me to a deeper understanding of what's really going on. He has sent me a messenger, and I can't wait to hear the message. So let us sing these Advent hymns with the same gusto that we sing joy to the world. Let us enjoy the season of Advent as we prepare our hearts for the coming messenger, to prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of our Savior and renew our hope in His coming. Let the Advent season find a place in each of us, and may we celebrate it with renewed excitement as we pause and prepare ourselves to receive the gift of a loving God, a gift that we don't deserve, but we desperately need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.